Good morning, afternoon, evening, various other words about time. Title of this morning's uh, Dharma talk, as I think I mentioned yesterday when we were uh, at the retreat, when I was talking about and we were discussing the uh, the eight worldly dharmas. Today's talk title is a little bit different in the sense that what gets pointed at by the world, the society, the culture, everything, I mean everything is pointing at otherness. Everything is pointing at right and wrong. So what can we do about that? It's not that it's not relatively true, yes, get a good job, get an education, don't get a bad reputation and reflect badly or poorly on your family, your mom, your dad. So what's the title of today's talk? True teacher's words. He or she or they, the true teacher speaks and teaches out of what they see, not out of what they know. They're free from what they know. Interested? Does that interest you at all on some level? Aren't you sick of being going this way and that way and this way and that way and constantly questioning everything and agreeing with everything? Doesn't it get tiring? Your mom, bless her heart, as my mom, bless her heart, is always pointing at, do this, don't do that. You shouldn't be doing that. How many times have I told you? They don't really want you to come back with a number. I found that out is the hard way. <laughs> they don't want you to be, what do they call it, a smart, smart Alex. Is that it? Smart Alex? Or it's Alec, that's right. Don't you get smart with me, young man. Or something similar to that. The true teacher is actually pointing at this. True teacher. This is a, a more reasonable way of saying, coming out of the teachings from ancient times of Satguru or sadguru, the true, the, someone who is a teacher who's teaching out of what is true, ultimately true. Relative truth comes and goes. Sometimes relative truth is correct, and then all it takes is uh, uh, three or four changes in the culture for that to actually be incorrect. Try to keep up with that lifetime after lifetime. Freedom from what you know doesn't mean you stop knowing. It doesn't mean you're some kind of a, you've grown up in some kind of heaven realm where this holy, wonderful, sacred being, big misunderstanding, a big seduction in some areas of culture and worlds. If you're ready for it, if you're a student and you are lucky enough to meet someone who is teaching out of what this is, rather than what you think it is, or I think it is, or somebody thinks it is, or we agree or disagree, or come to some kind of consensus about the whole thing. Not that consensus isn't valuable. Not that voting isn't valuable. Not that communication, cooperation, collaboration isn't valuable. But it's working with relative truth, relative bodhicitta instead of ultimate bodhicitta, or relative bodhicitta as ultimate bodhicitta, or ultimate bodhicitta as both ultimate bodhicitta and relative bodhicitta. True teacher is pointing at it. And what you hear me say, I have no credentials. The only credentials I have are the ones that you project onto me. And you may have to do that for a while. 
Or you can project the other thing onto me. I'm a terrible person and I abuse people. That's been done also. Don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. Don't ignore anything. Simply put, what the teacher sees, who's teaching out of what they see, they see the truth. They see the ultimate truth, that nothing is separate. All the polarities collapse in terms of gain and loss. Right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, winning and losing, life and death, Buddhas and sentient beings. Quite an expanse there of polarity. It doesn't mean they're the same either. It doesn't mean they're the same. It means they're not separate. They're not separate from each other. Psst. It's a secret teaching. It's sometimes been called uh, an open secret because it's obvious. Because, but it's secret because you don't see it. It's, it's, it's hidden behind your preconceptions, your ideas, your grasping, your hope, and your fear. Am I accusing you of anything? Not particularly. Why, why uh, am I not accusing you? Because there isn't anybody. But if you think there is somebody, me, in my life, my stuff, my ideas, and my progress, or my failure in going backwards, I'm never getting anywhere, never getting any better. I'm never going to get rid of these, this negativity or this depression. It doesn't matter. There's nothing to correct. There's never anything to correct. So it's an incredible misunderstanding, and it, it's driving the world crazy, crazy, crazy. We just keep trying to fix, try to stop, try to start, try to show up, try to show down. <clears throat> Sit a lot. Relax. Sit down, hold still, relax. Don't fall over, but hold still. So it may be difficult, and I'm expecting some kind of questions in this area, of how do you look at intense aggravation, irritation, all of the other negative emotions and feelings. How do you look at that without doing anything with it? How do you fundamentally receive things that, are, that smell terrible, taste terrible, are ragged around the edges, and are hitting on all your nerve endings and making you what, cringe or run away or feel sad or feel depressed or feel, 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 feel. How do you work with that? Feel it. It's a, it's a, it is a, it's a gift. You're a living being. You're free, free to come to this or leave. You're well favored in that you, you're well favored in that you would even consider such a, an insane proposition that what you're looking for is right in front of you and has been since your birth, since all of your births. You don't have to remember any, anything about this, but you have to see it or not, or spend a 30 or 40 more lifetimes on this ball of dirt or some other one. Quite a bit bigger than it looks from here. So it's very difficult when you're listening to this and then you might look at your own situation, your own life and look at the, the aggravation, the difficulty, the threat, the pain, the suffering. What did the Buddha say? It took a lot of courage to come right out and say, life is suffering, not part-time. So that's the teaching. Life is suffering. Why? That was his why question. We want something else. So whatever is showing up is dependently risen, including your belief in somebody that has a, a different frequency to it maybe than um, the snowstorm 
looking for results. This is why lately, at least the last few years, I've been talking about just intend. If you're intending to get something to happen, like if you have the vow, receive the vow to save all beings, to be with all things, if you keep looking for results, how will I know I'm saving all beings? You don't need to know that. What do you need if you're on this path, if you're listening to this old man? You need to intend, intend. There will be no credential. There's no proof of anything. It's not a mundane path of proof. This is a very primitive, primitive beliefs about the nature of reality. You think that some things are right and some things are wrong. The fancy, what's this fancy word, sacred and profane. Well, that digs a deep trench. And everybody falls into that. Unless they meet a true teacher. Unless they meet Talopa. Unless they meet Rangjung, Rigpi Dorje. Unless, unless. Unless they meet Yeshe Sogyal. And then meeting, then they listen. Milarepa, listen to Marpa. Receive, receive, receive. And what you receive, don't do anything with it. Don't interpret it. Don't abandon it for, well, that must mean, well, that, that must, who are those guys? Oh, there's, it's not actually Dogen, it's a painting of Dogen. And this is not act, actually, it's one of the karma pauses. Is this the second one? What's his name? Who painted this? Who painted it? Mayun. Oh, Mayun. Where's Mayun? There's a 47 people on here, and I can only see 25 at a time. What are you guys all doing here for anyway? You should ask yourself. What is this about for you? I have nothing to sell, nothing to promise, nothing to teach, particularly, but I'm pointing in so far as I can at what you may be interested in seeing. Pointing at it, pointing at it. You have to see what that is. And if you meet someone who is a true teacher, then look where they're pointing. If you have questions, I'll try to respond to them. Is everything dependently originated? Yes. Is choice an illusion? Yes. How can we choose to look where you're pointing? Look where I'm pointing. Not to choose it, you just look there. Good question, keep coming. The buying is that dependently originated? My yeah. looking? Everything is dependently originated. That's why it's so hard. It's because we keep buying into the relative truth of it. Even though we know intellectually whether right and wrong or extra, and polarities are is a half truth because it's relative truth. So you don't have to get rid of that. You have to just see that it's unreal. No? Wondering how do how does meeting a true teacher affect us? Going to be different with each person. Some people may maybe may have a connection with that situation right away, and others may may never connect with it. What you what you fundamentally see is you're not separate from the, the teacher. 
That's all that he or she or they are endeavoring to do is say, look at this. There's nothing separate from anything else. It's an incredible illusion. Nothing is threatened anywhere. Right. Is seeing that dependently originating? Yes, everything is dependently. Everything that arises as something is dependent on everything else for its apparent singularity as an appearance. Everything. Which covers, as you know, everything. Yeah, nothing is left out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about how does meeting a true teacher affect our dependent origination? Is that a valid well, question? Yeah, but and it's again, it's dependently risen. So it depends on how much you. Uh, are open to that, or how much you actually have a, a willingness to see what that is, which is also dependently risen. It's you know the teaching you've heard the teaching, and I sometimes say it, uh, but I'm not I'm not the sixteenth karma apostle. When I say it, it's a bit different than I'm just re- repeating what he said. Nothing happens if you see it, then you see it. Occurrence, the very occurrence. Is, uh, is an illusion. It's nothing fundamentally occurs. But as long as there's a manifestation, a physical form coming and going, going to eat, going to the bathroom, uh, talking with people, watching television, or going for a ride, or sweeping the floor, dusting the blinds, whatever is happening, there's the relativity is still occurring. It's very convincing when you're living out of just uh, what the nerve endings per, uh, perceive, and then what they turn into something else. This doesn't feel good, therefore, that's wrong, that's wrong. That shouldn't be happening. More? Underbind. So, what is the difference between a relative and fundamental um, with meeting a new true teacher? How does the true teacher change? Um, how does our actions? I can't even ask the question. What's the question? Wanted to see the difference between um, relative and fundamental actions that we can take. I'm not getting a question out of it. You might want to shrink it down. Or do you want to come back to it? Yes. Okay. Did you want to leave the room and go study somewhere for a while? Other questions here? Yeah. Geez, I'm bowing. Um, is there something that that a student could actually perceive that would differentiate a true teacher from a not true teacher? In other words, can you find out if somebody's uh, just trying to manipulate you, if they're fundamentally endeavoring to help you? It seems that the true teacher is not just a true teacher because of what they say and do, that those relative actions could be imitated perhaps. And I'm wondering if there's something that as a student we could, um, that connects, that's not just a matter of what's said or acted. Receive as much as you can, produce as little as you can without being rigid or controlling or macho. Just, Just notice, notice that you're receiving, you're listening like you're doing now. And then notice whatever comes up and kind of sidesteps the whole thing into something else. It takes what is showing up as something else and creates uh, little whirlwinds or little eddies in the stream off to one side. 
But just be aware of that. You don't have to change anything. Just observe it. More? Not yet. Thank you. Sir, what, what kind of questions should we ask the teacher? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, more? <laughs> what should we bring the teacher? Questions. <laughs> what should the questions come out of? It's it's very different for each person, depending on again, depending on every generation, depending on the kind of junk you're working with in your mind stream that comes down from beginning of time until this moment when you meet the teacher or when you're asking a question. You actually have met somebody. Not not my credential. I don't need to have a particular credential. You, you give me any credential I need just by coming in here. If you all go away, uh, I'll, I'll be taking an So it's, it's dependent on your particular, what is, what you're struggling with or have, what you're having, having difficult, difficulty with. And you would ask about that. And then the teacher, it's so different with each person. So the person might say, you know, do you go into retreat? Or they might say, you want to do a retreat? <laughs> or they might say, don't go into retreat. Uh, come and mix with the Sangha, interact with the Sangha. Or depending on what you bring, then the teacher also might say, quit your job. Maybe. So you probably shouldn't ask too much. You follow that a little bit? Is that I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of descriptive of all the different things that could happen. Uh, I, I, I sometimes use Senshu as an example because she's the only person I've actually told to move to the monastery. As soon as I met her, I, I was coming out of my mouth before I even knew it. I said, you need to come and live at the monastery. I do? <laughs> I said, yes, as soon as possible. She said, yeah, but I'm going out to, and she's probably here and listening to me. But I, I'm going out. I need to go. I need to go out to, was it Washington or someplace like that? I said, well, go there. Well, do you really think I should move to the monastery? I think I'm paraphrasing. It's not too hard to paraphrase Sensio. <laughs> As only she knows. And I'm just saying it was situational. So, and she did move here about a year later. And I didn't harangue her about it. I just, uh, we just stayed in touch. And eventually, do you still think I should move there? Yes, I do. So she did. Lucky for us. But I, I don't have any kind of description about, well, let's see. I, I thought, she's a therapist. And these people all need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was very, very situational. And it was about her energy, her presence. She has a, as a, it's not a compliment. I don't compliment anyone. But it's, she has a, a natural presence, as those of you who know her really well. Just always is right here. Unya Bowen, if we look at what and where the teacher points, will we see the truth? 
Bowing. Yes. There's no guarantee, but I have to respond to your question because that's, that's how it looks. But if you were to come back and say, you guarantee that, uh, I could take that several directions. I could say no. And then you might say, well, why should I do it? I can't be, it's not a sure thing. Then I would say it's just up to you. So there's no, there's no manipulation you have to do that. There's no, as I sometimes say, uh, I don't need any followers. I'm not going anywhere. When you're bowing, if everything is dependently arisen, which it seems to be, is the truth also dependently arisen? The way you're asking the question, yes. Is that a guarantee? What do you mean by that? Ultimate? No, no, it's not. Nothing's guaranteed. Is anything ultimate? It's a word that points. So what it's pointing at uh, is uh, neither ultimate nor is it relative. It's beyond any kind of configuration you can give it. But we need to talk about it, otherwise we continue to go in the, the, into this uh, circularity of samsara, life and death, life and death, success and failure, success and failure, the eight worldly, excuse me, eight worldly dharmas coming and going and causing terrible conflict in the world and in our families and our kitchen table and our bedrooms down the hallway and it's just very, very painful. And you can't, people go in and try to correct it relatively through whatever politics or something. And it's not that that might not have some relative effect, but anything that has a relative positive is going to have a relative negative. So we have, we won World War II and everybody, all the troops came home and big celebration. But then when the next war comes and then more people want power. It just rotates and it happens in families. So all we're saying, all I'm saying is you might want to find out who you are fundamentally rather than just get your identity from all the stuff that's flying around. Sir? Shokabai, what is the true teacher? The way I'm talking about it is someone, a, a living being, a human being, might be other kinds of true teachers, but uh, who sees what this is simply. And if this true teacher uh, meets in the relative situation, meets a true student, meaning one who listens, who receives, then that true teacher, because of the relative situation, can actually point. There's no true teacher without a true student. More? Shogun, earlier you talked about how if we see you as teacher or if we see you as an abuser or a charlatan that they're both projections yes so when the teacher that was three of them by the way i'm not correcting <laughs> go ahead it's a what do you want to know when the student sees or meets the true teacher what is what is the true teacher that goes beyond those nothing to point to no one's pointing Sometimes called in the tradition called threefold purity. There's no giver, no gift, no giving, that kind of thing. There's no pointer, there's no one pointing. When the mind of the student and the mind of the teacher 
just a relative way of talking about it. So uh, we are seen as not being separate. My teacher, my first teacher was Trump Rinpoche. I'm not saying I'm him, but I'm not separate from him. Nor am I separate from COVID. Nor am I separate from any of the Karmapas. And here's the, the big one though, is neither are you. I haven't done anything. I've not accomplished anything. But I see it. And you can too. Yes. Dr. Obang, is, is what's being pointed at dependently arisen? Always. Dr. Obang, is Buddha nature dependently arisen? Certainly is. Keep coming. You're getting Dr. warmer. Obang, what, what is... It's like the tail on the donkey. What is that? <laughs> you really don't have this kind of look on your face. <laughs> Go ahead. Am I mocking you? It didn't feel like that. Oh, good. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Feel better now. What's your question? Oh, boy. <laughs> is um, what, what is unconditioned? That which can't be described in the words Buddha nature, unconditioned, ultimate truth, all those words are are, are still outside, uh, are still in the relative situation. There's no way you can even talk about this. That's why, that, that's why it is said you, you point, point at it. And the way I point at that with you as a, as a student, assuming that's even uh, happening, I think it is, but you're the student. Other person can come and listen to this person talk and think, you know, I'd rather go study with Thich Nhat Hanh or Dalai Lama or Somebody's more reasonable. Someone who is more famous. Like, there's really no competition there. Jeez, I'm bowing. In what, in what sense is the ultimate nature dependently arisen? Concept of it. You have to have some kind of, you have to have words. We don't have to, but we have them, so we kind of understand what this is all about what why do we suffer why is there's a why question why because we want something else simply put something's happening you know like or it's 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 not quite right you can't quite get it it's like uh, what's the description i've used before the description of a, of a portrait is something where there's something wrong with the nose that's a portrait you can't ever get that kind of perfection. You always want something. Might be a little bit more enlightened, a little bit more clear. My credential. Oh, thank you. Divine, can we see not separate with the, with the teacher before we see not separate? Yeah, you're looking at it. For a while, it's the the polarity between you and the teacher gets starts to get stronger and stronger. The polarity of of the pulling away polarity and the coming together polarity. The, the magnetism and then the I can't dig it too close to that. Come on. Uh question from Eric Estavira. Is awareness the mirror in which dependent origination is seen? Yes. 
the way I understand your question, I would say yes. Just aware. Awareness isn't anything in particular unless something shows up in it. Awareness of awarenesses. I don't know. It's not anything in particular, but awareness of dependent origination of seeing fundamentally how that works is if I'm tracking your inquiry. The second question, does it need to be seen all the time? Very good question. Uh, well, I'll answer that it doesn't need to be seen at all. Once you see it, then nothing to maintain. So there's no, there's no, um, sometimes called continuity. And, and it won't show up as otherness. It just shows up as ordinary mind. As, a, as, as it says, I think in Cutting Through, it says uh, Tom Wigishepa, ordinary mind. Isn't that in Cutting Through? You guys only read that book 15 times. <laughs> I've read it 23 times. And I have a sore wrist. Further questions? Any further questions here? Go ahead. A question from Isaac. Isaac. What happens to layers of consciousness as meditation practice goes on? Good one. They, they can do any number of things. They it can get, those layers can get thicker. They can get more disparate. They can flip over. They can get dense. They can, they can, they can. Anything happens when you start to observe what's moving rather than grasping what's moving, uh, interpreting what's moving, having ideas about what's moving, who caused it, who shouldn't have done that, who should, who should. As soon as, as long as you just observe the first, when you begin to see layers, which you can't ask that question unless you're already observing that, uh, it just continues. It'll just continue and continue and continue until it does not. It's still a relative situation, but looking at layers is another way of saying, look at the contrast between things rather than right and wrong. Let's go into a, a just a very simple understanding of relative truth. Uh, this texture is smooth. This texture is rough and rugged. This, uh, this light is uh, brilliant. This other light is very subtle and hardly even noticeable. Contrast, contrast, contrast. Layers, layers, layers. Good question. Is there anyone uh, on uh, Zoom? Well, we've lost a few people, so that's probably a good sign. <laughs> What's 47? Now there's 43. Kozan Bauer. What's Kozan? Sheldon has a question. He asks, what makes a student or teacher quote unquote true and how would we know bowing uh, you, you won't know you won't have a relative knowledge of it the true uh, my explanation or my description is that is the the true teacher points that see it they see and they point at it sometimes it's just as simple as saying to somebody you're looking at it you're looking at it all the time. Well, this can't be true because I feel like this or this. No, that is. There's fancy words for that. Sometimes uh, one of them is a uh, is uh, just a mutual arising, uh, interdependence, dependent co-arising. I think is one of the word where wisdom and insanity, or wisdom and affliction arise together. No separate, not separate. 
the teacher sees that, sees that you don't see that, that you're grasping at the, at the, 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 the goodness, the niceness, the success, and rejecting with all kinds of passion, aggression, ignorance, what you don't want. And what the true teacher says to you is, what she says is, you're looking at it. Oh, that can't be. I feel terrible. Yeah, right. I sometimes say, how do you think I feel? How do you think any teacher feels? No more warfare with anything. Emotions can come in and it cannot find a solid being anymore. It never could find one, but it would invent one, dependent origination, based on fear, based on greed, based on what problem? What problem? I don't see any problem. Do you see anything? I don't see anything. Isn't it time to go fishing? Cousin Bowie, he has a follow-up. Oh, he, oh. he asks, how can we choose correctly if there is no way to know? Don't choose. Don't choose anything unless you have to. The whole illusion, whole idea of choice is, a, is, a, is an illusion. Don't do anything. I, I might want to yell this someday, but you have to turn your speaker down or whatever. But. <sighs> Am I getting ready to yell? No, I'm just going to say, don't worry about it. Don't choose. Don't choose anything. Yes, sir. Kurt. What's the relationship between dependent origination and choice? Um, how did you get here? What are you doing in the monastery? You're a nomad. Why aren't you wandering around uh, out in the world? Right now, you're wandering around inside of your mind stream, I would say. Is that pretty correct? Well, that's how it's done. Free and well-favored. You're free to actually hear some of this, and you're well-favored, and you then you consider it, and you want to look deeper into this. But you've not been, nobody's promised you anything, have they? Kozan, any, anything else? Uh, Kozan, no. Bowie, no. Bowie. Go ahead, Junchu. Junchu Bowie, is there a difference between um, the true teacher's presence and their words? Probably something. Uh, there wasn't, certainly wasn't, uh, with, uh, if I think of um, the Vidyadara, just his presence was just as overwhelming as words were overwhelming. If you read Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, how much he understands through that book, but in uh, speaking in a language that wasn't his native language. Of course, he had had a couple of people helping him there. They're editing uh, John Baker and uh, Marvin Casper, the two students of his, did a pretty good job of editing. Huh? But even his talks are pretty close to that. So that the words are powerful, but, but to be in his presence for him, it was powerful. He was completely, that's a silly kind of description, but 100% present. Well, everybody's kind of present. Everybody's here. I'm here. You guys are here. We're all soaking up the sunshine today anyway. But we're, there's a presence, but there's, a, there's another kind of presence that is uh, overwhelming, powerful. But if you don't see it, you can have people can, would come and look, listen to him and, and just go off in another direction. And I would because of how he was affecting me, I would say, how can you walk away from this person? But they did. And people would read Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. One friend of mine I was talking recently, right, 
talked somebody into, I think it was Eric uh, up north, uh, was talking about a friend of his that he wanted to look more deeply into the teachings. And I told him the story of when I was trying to get my friend, Larry, to read Cutting Through. I just thought it would be great. And he, he did. He, he read it and he explained it to me. Yeah, he says, yeah, that's interesting. I see what he means by the three lords of materialism. I can see what when he talked about this uh, nature of ego, but he wasn't interested. But he, yeah, that's interesting. But he didn't say I'm not interested. He just never pursued it, never meditated. It was kind of more about showing me how, how smart he was. It took me a while to see that he just wants me to see that he understands what I'm reading. He understands what the nature, he understands the three lords of materialism. He understands that. So, yes, go ahead. Um, often it feels like if I'm trying to listen to you, your words come in one ear and go out the other. That's awareness. That's awareness. <clears throat> go on with your question. I just want to make sure you understand that there's nothing to accomplish. I say over and over again, and I don't get many questions about this because I, I feel maybe people don't know what I'm actually saying. You have to study, but you don't have to learn. <coughs> you don't have to know what you're studying. You have to meditate, but you don't have to accomplish anything. Can I still, or am I still receiving, or can I still look at where you're pointing if I'm not hearing where you're pointing? Sure. That's the only way you can do it. No one starts out. Um, receiving a little bit. There's got to be a little bit of receiving, or you won't even get in the door. Your your thoughts and your ideas, your hopes and your fears will take you down another path, not the spiritual path. Take you down the mundane path of accomplishment, getting better, being a banker, making a lot of money, so your mom and dad are happy with what you're doing instead of freaked out of what, by what you're doing. Well, not so much anymore. It's been a few years, but I think she, they thought you were joining a cult. That's what the kind of thing shows up when somebody doesn't know what it is. They just, the paranoia just looks for some kind of thing that it is. So you, you can't stand and not know what it is. So you think, well, it's a cult or it's those crazy Buddhists or it's a, uh, the worshiping golden idols or they're turning individuals gazing at the wall. Well, not for me, but there are a few more questions from you too. Okay. From Bobby Perez. With, with humans being susceptible to greed, hatred, and delusion, wouldn't it be best for the true teacher to be Zazen, at least in Soto Zen? No. You're full of shit as usual, Bobby. I hope that was helpful. If you can't receive it, and I don't think you can, but I may be wrong. A question from Ted Smith. Go ahead. Which is more important, the teacher's presence or the presence of their words? The teacher's presence. So we're going in a similar vein where we just have to study, we don't have to understand. Do we just have to ask the question but not hear what you're saying? I wouldn't go that far. Have to receive it. But you're, when you receive anything, just like uh, being uh, disrespectful to Bobby, uh, who I love, by the way, 
being that way to him, he's going to receive. I don't know what's happening with Bobby, but any anybody in Florida is probably having a rough time, <laughs> some way or another. But but whatever is receiving from here, he also because he is a meditator, he's also receiving what he thinks about what I said. So that's what's happening to you when you hear words. You all, you add on your commentary onto what you hear me saying to help you understand it in the relative sense. And eventually that wears out and you just hear. More? So we're going, do our, do our questions get closer to what we actually want to know? Yeah, they do. Like, who am I? That would be a good question. Who am I? I'm rarely asked that question. Question? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> get smart. <laughs> I can tell you, you're not separate from anything, anywhere. Never have been. Never will be. But it takes a while. That's why it's called the spiritual path. We've been downloaded into this physical form, and we're so in love with this physical form. Are who we are and how we are the same thing? A little bit. The identity, the identity is uh, gra uh, we grasp that and we perpetuate the self-centeredness by how we are, how we look, or how we function. How we grasp at this and reject that. The fundamental understanding uh, will show up in consciousness without your life changing a hell of a lot. I mean, it may change a lot, but also may not. You may realize your true nature and, and never have a student. Yes. And you're bowing. How does karma affect dependent origination? So karma, uh, cause and effect. Uh, can you can you give me a, an area you were looking in? Car your own karma of being born in a particular family in a particular city and all the various and when you were talking about your friend Larry who yeah. so clearly understood what yeah. you were reading but he had no interest mm -hmm. so there are a lot of people who have no interest in this path mm -hmm. does it require mm -hmm. karma to bring us into something needs to needs to be some kind of a spark there is that something that can be Willed? No, I don't think so. But this doesn't all, we don't also go overboard into it, trying to get a strong reference point to saying that everything is faded. That's a, that's a misunderstanding uh, based on uh, belief in, in uh, that cause and effect is somehow real. It actually has some kind of um, gravitas to it. I mean, it. It does, but it only does that relatively. Ultimately, it's Nothing occurs. Or don't you wish you could stop talking circles too? Is that a circle? It looks like one. Um, Say it. Turtles all the way down. Another smart Alec. <laughs> yes. How is the teacher's presence more powerful than his words or her words? 
may not always be that way. I just have to, it just was for me. The presence of all, all both of my, both uh, Coben and, uh, and uh, Rinpoche, Trunk Rinpoche, just their presence was powerful. But their words too, mainly it was, uh, it was a presence for me. And also, but I wouldn't have, had I not read uh, Meditation and Action, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, but I never really read anything by Coben. I just, I heard some tapes of him talking, but they weren't, they were all right. It was his presence. Yes. What was it about their presence that was so powerful? Uh, frightening. To meet someone who is, who has no, no, no preoccupation with anything other than what's happening right in front of them. Which, if you're they're looking at you, it's you. They're looking at you. <clears throat> How is being frightened powerful? You've never been frightened? When, it's, when you're frightened, isn't that pretty powerful? What do you want to know about? Maybe I'm missing the point. It may not be, may not be. It doesn't mean you're always terrified of them, but there's something there that there's something that's happening there that you're blocking out, or you're not seeing, and uh, that that teaching person may be able to help you with that if you can bring that towards them, start to function as a student, receive different with everyone, everyone here, anyone that I on the Zoom that I function as a teacher which is some people, not everyone. In fact, talking about Bobby, Bobby actually fired me months ago. And, and the great thing about Bobby is he actually, he didn't just stop. He actually got on and told me what he was going to do. So I no longer want you to be my teacher, is what Bobby said. Powerful. So they would really face that situation. Is Bobby afraid of me? Not at all. Not yet. Maybe, maybe never will be. But some people may have all kinds of opinions and ideas about who this is and what this is. It's called projections. You can't stop them. The only thing you can do is see that they're unreal. Then they may die down. They may not depend on the reason. You cannot track down every cause and effect that's happened uh, in, in the last uh, 20 million years let alone in the last 20 minutes. What is the difference in the fear when um, you're saying with um, your teachers that attracted you? And for me, I know fear makes me want to run the other, way, other direction. What's the difference in that kind of fear? Just, I just, it's just dependently risen. There's no, they're just different. Differentiation, differentiation. What's the difference between yellow and red? They're the same, they're colors, but they're... So I'm willing to go further into that, but I have to have a, a question that's more crispy. Well, the I didn't know fear can sometimes attract us or motivate us versus um, cause us to shut down. Is it always... It's very... Very different. Uh, for instance, I don't want to go into anybody's personal situation or relationship, but some people shut down because uh, they feel threatened, and what comes out to protect them is anger. 
they don't even know they're afraid because they're just angry. And I've had people be very angry at me, not a lot of them, but some shutting down, you shut down and get angry at that, or you get afraid of that. And that fear can show up also as anger. The fear starts and then, then, the, then passion comes in and explains why you're afraid. And then you go from passion into anger. And then you go from that into ignorance. The great triad of, of confusion that shows up in ego, passion, aggression, and ignorance, the three poisons. I wanted to ask about, um, before you said um, conflict and wisdom arise together, and yes. you point, and it, are you saying you point at the, not the conflict, but the affliction? Are you pointing at the affliction? Anything that shows up is, is uh, Buddha. Everything that shows up is awake. Everything that shows up is, is uh, enlightenment. Anything. Everything. Well, can't, you can't prove it. If, that's, if, it, if you could prove it, then it'd be a mundane path. Or everyday cause and effect, cause and effect. I do this and that helps me. Which we do that too. You can't, you can't just ignore that whole situation where you won't live long. But what about you? Are you saying affliction is an invitation to realization? Yes. Well said. Look at whatever affliction, whatever difficulty shows up, look at that. That's your that's a Dharma gate for you. For anyone. Whatever is whatever your as it says in the Tisha Seven Points of Mind training, take the the biggest affliction first. Whatever that may be. Maybe shame, maybe pride, maybe anger, maybe, 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 maybe. Take that and work with that. That, that doesn't mean uh, dunk your head in it particularly, but, but instead of when that arises, instead of abandoning that for who caused it, even though there's a relative cause, that's why it's so damn hard. It's because the relative world is screaming at you all the time. We shouldn't do that. You should do this. It's like your mother is everywhere. Don't do that. Don't pick that up. So what do we do? We just watch, I call it the leading edge of whatever shows up the emotion. Don't, don't abandon it for some kind of otherness, that, because that is it. That's the Buddha looking right at you. More? Divine, how is it um, helpful to have a true teacher in those moments, a true teacher pointing us back to the affliction, or pointing out the affliction? Divine? How is it helpful to have that? Just, I don't know, it's pretty hard to do by yourself because the circularity is so seductive. We start to, I mean, I, I know back in the 60s when I was uh, dealing with my own insanity, trying to find out how I can keep from killing myself because I didn't feel like I was a very valuable person. Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to live any longer. I was going from everything, from everything I could find, astrology, Scientology, um, tarot cards, not that those aren't interesting and had a lot of value to them, but I was desperate for some kind of a solution to the crap that I was dealing with. Did I find a solution? Nope, I didn't find any solution. Any more questions? Uh, Chisho, go ahead. Chisho uh, Back to the example you're giving about Chogyam Trungpa, for you, he was a true teacher, but for several others, millions, he was not. I know. 
So is that true just referring to a relationship between, say, a teacher and a student? And yeah, is that just referring to a relationship? Bye. It's it's definitely uh, about uh, the relationship that the true teacher has with uh, with uh, any number of students, ten students or ten thousand students. There has to be some kind of uh, a, has to be some kind of chemistry there, or or just you, you you just you just never there's never any communication happening there. So there has to be some kind of a, and my understanding of it. Based on what I see, is there has the student has to be unreceived, and so I, I didn't know at the time I was looking for a teacher. I didn't feel like it. I was kind of terrified of anybody with any authority at all. So it was very, very challenging for me, and very difficult, and felt very threatening to to just um, I don't know how else to say it. Be be devoted to that teacher, dedicated to that teacher. But there's as the relationship is very important. It's the karma or the chemistry that brings two people together, uh, as a as a student and a teacher, or as a two people who are are um, uh, sometimes we say uh, brothers and sisters in the Dharma. We we have the same two people that have the same teacher. It's it's very complicated from the point of a relative truth. And it's very direct from the point of ultimate truth. You just have to do that. You have to do that. There's no particular command, but yes, go ahead, Chisho. Chisho Boeing, does that true relationship change over time? It it may change any number of ways. Uh, It's just, um, yes, I would say so. Eventually, the 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 teacher and the the mind of the teacher or the the quality of the teacher uh the consciousness of the teacher and that of the student are they don't necessarily merge sometimes it's talked that way but they're they it's seen they're not separate that what you're looking at the same thing uh that the being pointed out you're looking at, at what the teacher was pointing at and it won't it won't necessarily feel like a conclusion and it won't necessarily feel like oh i I think I got it. I think I need to go back and tell Trungpa that I, I see what he means. You might have that kind of a feeling, but you also know that even if he was here, Trungpa Rinpoche somehow really didn't pass away and somehow snuck out of the, the funeral pyre that he was in, uh, out of the Perkang, and ran away and hid out in the hills of Vermont and suddenly appeared. I would not really have any interest in talking to him. I mean, that would be okay. But what, what that, that teacher is uh, sometimes called the universality of the guru. Once you see this, the personhood of everybody um, is um, secondary. Although if they're a student, then it has to be primary until that person awakens. Go ahead, Kishon. Kishon, you also saw Coburn as a true teacher. I did. And then you saw the trueness in hindsight, right? That's how I understood. With, with Coben, yes, it was. It was with hindsight. I, I was uh, it worked different with each one. I felt like uh, I was all through with. Uh, I feel like I was all through with teachers. Uh, once Trunk uh, Parampaja passed away, ah, now I'll just I'll just keep going and I'll get this eventually. But, and then it was uh, when I met Coben that I really uh, realized that I I didn't 
that I really was full of myself and didn't know what the hell I was doing. And so I, I felt like I had to start all over again, basically. So how does the student continue to observe the trueness of a relationship or the need for a true teacher? Uh, how do they address that? Or how do they observe it? Bye. Well, if, if, if you don't see what this is, then you need to continue to return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, or the teacher, the teaching in the community. That's our, our structure for doing that. So just do that until nothing is separate anymore. Till you, till you fundamentally see what this is. And then you may teach, you may practice. When the boundary between meditation and post-meditation, when that, when that division collapses, then you may meditate formally and you may not. You, there's no, everything is just happens uh, uh, as it is, rather than some kind of past and future orientation or practice and no practice, teaching and no teaching. Any final questions? It's 25 after. Go ahead, Juju. Uh, another question from Eric Estabiro. Is thinking dependently arisen? Does thinking fuel the seventh consciousness? Yes. Yes. But it doesn't have to come to a halt. It just has to be, you have to be aware of that. There's even less people on there now. <laughs> <laughs> if I keep doing this, eventually no one will show up. Isn't that, no? Isn't that the way it goes? I'll take one final question, if there is one. Use on bowing. Is functioning out of our confusion being genuine? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Thank you so much for that, that question. Yes, function, function. Don't get rid of anything. Why do you want to get rid of a confusion? Tell me. Because you don't like it? It's difficult? Yeah, don't get rid of anything. Return to the, the Buddha, the Dharma, and Sangha. And you're, you're a fully ordained monk. You live in a monastery. You're pretty much trapped. Lucky you. Confusion, awakening, all of the polarities begin to collapse, but you have to see it yourself. You, you realize this, just as the Buddha did 2,500 years ago and all the lineage holders down through the centuries. That's why it's a warm hand to warm hand. Someone realizes this, they're able to pass it on. If you don't realize it, you might be a great teacher People might, you might be a great Buddhist scholar, you might translate all kinds of texts. Wulong bowing. Yes, Wulong. How are you defining functioning? Uh, eat and sleep, uh, argue, um, learn how to tell time, um, piss and moan about stuff. Don't correct anything. Stop trying to be somebody else. Be the crap you're trying to get rid of so you can actually see what it is. This is what awareness practice is, as far as I am, as far as the way I wish to present this. It's just more. Wulong. Wulong bowing. 
if if functioning um, manifests as harming others, is that equally functioning? It may be. I'm not validating that and say you should hit people or, or be rude to people. But there may be some area in there that if you have a strong awareness practice, which I mean years of mind training, then what arises in your own mind stream that is triggered by possibly the otherness that is showing up as the cause of the of what you're feeling, you think somebody's dumping feelings into you, and therefore you have some kind of right to come out and spit it back at them somehow, that awareness can, needs to be seen. So it's, it, it does feel a little risky. You're starting to make friends with yourself on a level where you're not so sure that you can kind of keep yourself under control, you know, that you might be rude to someone or hurt someone. Or, so there's some of that needs to show up, but how it needs to show up is your practice, is your post meditation. Thank we, we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this over the years of different ways of working with the uh, emotions, how they arise in relationship to others. It's just, it's just a matter of just continue, continue, return to the cushion, return to your life, return to your mind, no matter how ragged and rough around the edges it may be. Receive, receive this incredible display of your life and of this world. It's a, it's a, it's threefold purity. Nothing is given. There isn't, there's no giving and there's no receiver, but you have to see it. And if you can't see it, then it's probably my fault not being a very good teacher. Maybe maybe I'm not able to help you. Maybe our connection isn't that strong. Hard to say. Anyway, thank you for coming. Penetrate into all places so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Ten directions of three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddha's Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan, and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.